The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Well, today was supposed to be a day um, of celebration. Today was supposed to be a day of Chiefs pride and, and the Chiefs kingdom once again celebrating a world championship. Back-to-back players on stage in celebration speaking to the hundreds of thousands of fans after the parade at Union Station about a three-peat. Running it back once more, Chris Jones basically signed a, an extension right there live on stage. Today was supposed to be about laughing at and maybe um, laughing with and maybe a little bit at Travis Kelsey for trying to pull off some karaoke while drinking, being a little intoxicated. Tequila, tequila, no less. At the end of today's chief celebration for the second straight year, downtown Kansas City. Shots were fired. It was just confirmed a few minutes ago by Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves that one person has been killed and multiple others have been injured. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G., and Owen Burke. A day of celebration has turned into a day, unfortunately, extremely unfortunately, of tragedy. Um, here in just a few moments... We'll be playing back a portion of a press conference that just took place with Police Chief of Kansas City, Missouri, and Stacey Graves. And uh, leading it off was uh, the mayor of Kansas City, Quentin Lucas. Um, I was hoping to play back some fun clips today. Um, It's hard to find the right words to say when such tragedy takes place. And it's not, of course, the first time America has had to deal with this, but it has now become closer to home. And when you go to an event like that, you want to be safe. You want to feel safe. I'm sure you feel safe going to these events. And you would think, this could never happen to me. It happened today with Kansas City. Um... Yeah, it's a really sad day. On a sad day, it should have been the opposite. Should have been the opposite today, but unfortunately it's not. So we're going to do our best to bring you up-to-date information when we get it. Um, And again, I'm going to play a part of this uh, press conference back here in just a moment, but uh, Kansas City Police have confirmed that they're going to be having multiple press conferences as they continue to gather more information. I mean, a couple of people are under arrest. Um, and if, if you've been on social media these last two and a half hours, ever since it started to break, um, you've seen many videos posted of those eyewitnesses or those in the area. And it's been some scary images because there's so many people around. This could have been you know, one of the worst things you could possibly imagine. But fans are tackling suspects. CPR is being performed on the lawn of Union Station. Uh, just 
extremely sad moments caught on camera earlier today. Um, the info is still coming out. And let me go and get to this portion of the press conference I wanted to play back. And this literally just took place um, a few minutes ago. So first you're going to hear from uh, Kansas City, Missouri Mayor Quentin Lucas and Kansas City, Missouri Police Chief Stacy Graves. This was about three to four minutes of the press conference that just took place uh, earlier this afternoon. A few things that I want to make sure we note at the outset. Uh, first today, we had 600 Kansas City, Missouri Police Department officers, 250 from outside agencies. We went out today, like everyone in Kansas City, looking to have a celebration. That celebration was marred by a shooting today. And we recognize that there are some who are injured. We are praying for the safety of everyone. I've talked to a few different uh, folks so far. One, we have spoken to the Kansas City Chiefs, who made clear that their prayers are with everyone who was at the parade today, everyone in Kansas City, and everyone who was touched by this incident. They also noted that their players, coaches, and staff are all accounted for at this point and safe. We, however, know that this is a fluid situation, so all that we are sharing now may change as the hours go ahead. We've also received a call from the White House that offered all federal assistance in the investigation. We had federal agencies present today. We appreciate that, and certainly in the days ahead and the hours ahead, we will make sure we continue to do this work. I will say personally, first, a thank you to the women and men of law enforcement, to the women and men who work with the Kansas City Fire Department and our other agencies. When the shooting started, I, like many others, ran and ran for safety. I saw a number of agencies, including the Kansas City Police Department, officers with guns drawn, who are running towards danger. We thank them for that. As I was leaving the scene, I saw members of our Kansas City Fire Department administering aid to folks who are seriously injured without concern for the shootings and the challenges that were near them. This is absolutely a tragedy, the likes of which we would have never expected in Kansas City and the likes of which we will remember for some time. However, I want to say thank you to those who are making sure that we are safe today, those who are investigating this incident, and those who will continue to make sure that those who committed these acts today are brought to justice. We'll come back for some questions at the end of the Chief's comments, but now the Police Chief, Stacy Graves. Chief Stacy Graves, Kansas City, Missouri Police Department. At the conclusion of the Chief's rally today, there were shots fired on the west side of Union Station. Immediately, officers responded to the area, took two people into custody, and also immediately rendered life-sustaining aid to those victims. We're still gathering information on the number and the status of victims. But like I said, we know that one of the victims is deceased. We also know that officers ran towards danger. Officers were there to keep everyone safe. I'm angry at what happened today. The people who came to this celebration should expect a safe environment. We had over 800 law enforcement officers, Kansas City and other agencies, at the location to keep everyone safe. Because of bad actors, which were very few, this tragedy occurred even in the presence of uniformed law enforcement officers who again ran towards them and took them into custody. To the people who were injured in this tragedy, 
Our hearts go out to you and your families. This investigation is just beginning and we are working safely to clear all surrounding areas and businesses. This is still an active investigation. Uh, we will continue to keep you updated. We will keep you updated on Twitter and most likely a follow-up uh, press availability. All right, we're back live uh, once again at the beginning there. Quentin Lucas, the mayor of Kansas City, Stacy Graves, Kansas City Police Chief. Arrogance, alcohol, and guns. The three words that I bring up because this incident at least as it has been reported thus far, stems from an altercation. We don't know what started the shooting, officially. And as someone said a little while ago to me, that who goes to an event like this looking to open fire? And I pointed out, they didn't. They thought they were protecting themselves by having their weapon in all likelihood. We know the, how this goes with bar fights. Dave G., I mean, you, you were a bouncer for crying out loud. You know how this goes. You, you, you've been a bouncer when shots have been fired. Uh, exactly. Bartender and bouncer both arrogance alcohol and guns or fists mm -hmm. or yeah uh, it's it, it 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 boils down to something so simple but it reiterates the utter frustration that many of us feel in that we in moments like this, have no control. When one person gets fired up enough that they think they have to do something. I had family members today that were there. One of our co-workers in the building had her boys there today. I say, I'm sure we, we all know people that were there. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I literally, uh, you know, I had friends there. I showed you the photo earlier. My brother's office was not far from the route. He took time, went down, got a great photo of Mahomes on the way by. Granted, my brother was back in his office. I don't know what time he's going to get out of there, though, today. His office is down by Crown Center. It took hours just for them to, oh, I know there were a lot of parking garages that they actually, they closed up for a couple of hours and they just opened them up about 30 minutes ago. There was confusion as to where people were even supposed to go to even try to exit the area amidst all of this. I mean, yeah, when you're trying to run, you're, you're literally surrounded by thousands of people. Not only that, but afterwards, even after the shooting is over and people have kind of gained themselves there wasn't a lot of coordination from what I was hearing and that had left people confused. That just adds to their fears in the moment. 
But at the end of the day, it comes down to arrogance, alcohol, and guns. And it it leads off with confusion, I'm sure. And this is from words I so I did, mentioned somebody that I know that was there. I'm not going to mention them by name, but it is a member of the of the K State media. And the initial thought was they thought it was fireworks. I had the same from a friend of mine that yeah. had his son down there today. Had gone from the McPherson area. If you weren't like right there in the general area, and you didn't right away get. The, you didn't get the idea of what was going on by other people's reaction. It was just mass confusion. Like, what the heck is going on? Should we run? I heard it. Was that fireworks? Was that could have been gunshots? I mean, unless you're right there within a certain number of feet and yards, you may have heard it, but it was confusion about what it was. Yeah. So, again, um, what we know out of Kansas City, again, we just played you a piece of the press conference was – uh, one person dead, 10 to 15 people. Uh, this was, again, a uh, press conference that was roughly 25 minutes ago. Uh, one person has been killed, 10 to 15 injured. And that's not specifically gunshot wounds to those that are, were right. injured in trying to get away. Some were you know, stomped on trying to get away. Uh, there were reports of potentially kids being injured. That wasn't specifically mentioned there in the press conference, but that has been reported by multiple media outlets. Um, so we don't know exactly how many are you know battling for their lives right now. If that's a possibility, I'm sure it is. How many are in critical condition? Those who have serious conditions to who have the non-life-threatening injuries. So the one number we can absolutely confirm right now, and that is one person has been killed in today's shooting at the end of the Chiefs celebration at uh, – at Union Station. This was tweeted out by KC Police just a few minutes ago, and that is that they plan to have another press conference at 5 o'clock. Now, what we know about these press conferences is typically don't start on time. Uh, we are going to do our absolute best to bring it live. We're going to do we, we're going to have to figure some things out, but we're going to do our best to make sure we can bring that to you live. 5 o'clock, right after 5 o'clock, we'll, we'll break out of whatever we're doing to bring that press conference live because more information is going to be shared by Kansas City Police um, in another press conference at 5 o'clock, and there's a good chance that's not the last one today. Um, they're still gathering information. We don't know anything about the suspects. There's been reports that there's two people in custody, and there's been videos out there of the alleged suspects that you know were taken away by police, and apparently some fans – Helped apprehend apprehend one of the suspects. Um, there, there's a little irony to that, and and I'm not going to go. I'm not intending this as a political item, you know. But we always hear good guys with guns. This time it was the good guys without guns. That was in that video is. They uh, literally ran and tackled this guy. Insane! It's insane. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. I, I think it's also the. The angle at which you see it, since it's drone footage, um, but it is harrowing. the vi- The video is it, it just unbelievable. Um, in the heat of the moment, something like that, you you want to believe you'd be that guy, but uh, those, I think it were two or three gentlemen. Uh, hats off to them for the reaction that they did. And it took that guy down, and uh, good. Um, I hope that guy or gal, whoever, faces the uh, strictest thing that they can hand down because that's just as awful. 
Yeah, if it was them that was uh, yeah, involved if, in the shooting, for they, sure. If I, they you are know. the guilty party, I hope they get the worst uh, they can get. That's awful. Well, and if it really, I, you know, I'm, I want to be careful about what we say here because this is all alleged information. But, I mean, obviously the scary thing about this is if this was an altercation and people just started shooting, like there was no care about the surroundings. Nope. Open up in Union Station, Kansas City. During the, I mean, I, I don't know. I it just like really close to the actual building yeah, on really the lawn. On like the lawn. this thing had just ended. It's crazy. You're you're literally your 360 is Chiefs fans. Yeah, and, and this is where I I sit here and I go just thinking, can you imagine somebody gets bumped by somebody and they get heated and they start arguing, and this is the impetus for this? That's what I'm afraid we're going to find out. It was, I you know. When things like this happen, it always is something stupid. It's never anything like where you would go. Utter, yeah. utter nonsensical. It's always something stupid. All right, so we're we're gonna do our best to carry on um, with a regular show. Um, we will bring you any new information. I mean, Troy is investigating. Typing type by type, <laughs> key by key, trying to figure out the latest information. It is a Wednesday. We uh, we plan to be joined by Masonville from email online when we come back. And again, reminder: Chiefs or uh, no, I'm sorry, not Chiefs. Um, Kansas City Police uh, press conference. Another one set to uh, take place just after five o'clock. So we're going to do our absolute best to bring that live um, once it happens. We'll take a break. More of the game is next. <laughs> Back on the game, Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Owen Burke is on our board today. Again, we are following the uh, the story that's taken place in Kansas City. One killed and it, 10 to 15 injured um, after a shooting right at the end of the Chiefs parade at Union Station in downtown Kansas City. Uh, like we said earlier, uh, a reminder at 5 o'clock, there's supposed to be another press conference. We're going to do our best to bring that live to you here on News Radio KMAN. Now, joined uh, via the Zoom for a few moments, Mason Voth from KSTN Online. Mason, you've been keeping up with uh, what's going on in Kansas City today? Uh, just a little bit. It was certainly shot. Well, I don't know if shocking is the right word, but definitely disappointing news when I. Walked out of my dentist appointment earlier today. I can hear Elliot in the background. How's she doing? Oh, uh, who knows how she's doing. Uh, she just woke up from a nap. She's been in the car for about an hour. So she's a wild card right now. <laughs> you have anything planned uh, for Valentine's Day for the ladies? <laughs> Mitch, I think you know me well enough to know that I have absolutely nothing planned for them. This isn't my kind of holiday. And the good news is it's not really buds either. So ever since we've been together, Valentine's Day hasn't been like an important thing. So I'll be nice, her, but uh, I love my girls just the same every 365 days of the year, not just one. So I'll probably make, a, make an Instagram post about them tomorrow just to, you know, kind of show off to people and grandstand that I do, in fact, love them just as much as I did yesterday. That, 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 is that the trick? Uh, if you don't want to truly celebrate Valentine's Day, put an Instagram post maybe before, like on the 13th and on the 15th. Ooh. How about you love your family? 
I don't love him that much to post <laughs> in three days about him. So we'll hold it to just one day. Mason, I've learned a long Mason, time ago, they may say, oh, I don't care about this. I don't care about that. But deep <laughs> down, they probably want a little. So, Deej, you tell me, what's what's your plan for Valentine's Day for your ladies? You have three. I got three. Um, well, first of all, my wife took care of the babies. She got them some chocolates. Got him some Valentine's books. Sarah's a big book person, okay. so we've been reading Valentine's books. Um, Sarah and I are going to do our own thing this weekend. So, um, how does she, a children's Valentine's Day book go? There, it's it's all about like what's teaching. the plot? It's just teaching about like one of them is a baby book where they like where is the heart? Boop, boop, boop. And you like you you know the thing is a flap, and you go oh there it is. And the other one is like a little girl making. Valentine's for her for her mom and her dad and her baby sister and like it's just like a little it's a little dumb book. All the books are a little dumb. Sounds like my my type of book right there. Dude, it's a great I mean it's real cute, you know. My speed. It's really cute. But um I don't I don't I don't play this whole uh you know, buy stuff for Valentine's Day stuff either (laughs) unless I'm Unless I'm in the doghouse. There you go. And then I'm going all out. Bags of candy. Literal fields of flowers. Kisses. Hugs. I love you. Facebook. Flowery Facebook posts. Going on and on and on. I, I'm going to say a little worried because I had something arranged for a certain something to be sent to a certain someone at this certain person's job. <laughs> and I hadn't received like a, oh my gosh, how about that? Thanks for... Oh. So I'm wondering if something weird happened. Anyway, I'll, I'll investigate later. Yep. Mason, uh, takeaways from K-State's week. They beat Kansas, but then... Played a solid four minutes, but they fall to BYU on Saturday, 72-66. Where are you at on the Cats right now? Uh, I'm basically where I've been since the North Alabama and Oral Roberts game, which if you guys remember, uh, I I was apparently one of the, the few that could see that this was a flawed team that, you know, at their best, they can they can play good basketball. They have, and I know people are down on Tyler Perry, but they have a talented enough top three players to battle with everybody and put together some impressive performances. The problem is there's just not a ton of depth elsewhere on this roster. And even those top three guys, they lack sometimes the hustle and motivation that you need to be a good basketball team. And I've just thought for the longest time, this team isn't very smart when it comes to actually playing the game of basketball That's why the turnover numbers are so high. That's why they get cooked on defense like they do. And you just, how, how do you leave that guy or how do they cut behind you? So this team is just the epitome of what an NIT team is. They can be good enough to beat some really good teams, but they can also be bad enough to get beat by 20 at home and also at Oklahoma State. So and the, here's the thing. So I, I say they're an NIT team. They're going to have to do some work still if they want to be an NIT team. The top two non-NCAA tournament teams in the net from each power conference get into the NIT. Right now, if Cincinnati were to miss out on the NCAA tournament, which a lot of people tend to think they are on the wrong side, it would be Cincinnati and UCF in the NIT. So right now, this K-State team, maybe they'd get in that large in the NIT but they're going to have to make sure that they get some wins to guarantee that happens because they could just be sitting at home not even playing it in March, and that'd be quite the failure for this team. I'll get your opinion on this. Speaking of you know postseason play, yes, K-State's on the wrong side of the bubble right now. Um, it, 
the 9-9 and magic record has been thrown out there multiple times, and uh, that's the way I take it at least, that you get to 9-9, and you have a good shot of making it to the NCAA tournament. I'm not exactly sold on that anymore. I'll get your thoughts on that. Like, does I mean, can K-State get there just by winning the rest of the home games and maybe a win in Kansas City? Do you think that that's all it would take to get it done? I'm not quite sure I'm convinced of that. No, I'm I'm with you. I if you look at what's left for them, they now have bad losses, uh, and the the one at Oklahoma State is obviously the worst. But I think you know losing at home by twenty to Oklahoma doesn't look good to people. And based on what's left, I mean, you're going to get a big boost because if you do win your remaining home games, two of them are against BYU and Iowa State, who top 25 teams pretty solid those would be really good wins but it's still going to be dicey if they just win the the final home games and then they continue to do what they do on the road which is lose and you know winning winning in the conference tournaments doesn't do as much for teams as it once did i think the last year we really saw that have value or merit was probably 2017 when K-State was the beneficiary and they beat Baylor and then almost beat West Virginia in the semifinals and got to slide into the first four. I just, I, I, this team, they're going to have to probably be 10 and eight to feel really good about their chances. Nine and nine in the league. I think they still probably get in just because the value of the big 12, the committee and really anybody in basketball circles minds right now is high enough. So nine and nine probably gets them in but you're not going to feel anywhere close to good about it. And even if this team goes 9-9, nine and nine, you might still feel not the best about how they're playing. How did you handle the first 9 p.m. tip-off in Big 12 play? I actually thought that it uh, worked pretty well for me. I mean, I got all my stuff done during the day, and Elliot was basically already asleep by that point. So I really didn't have to worry about anything else. So I, I would welcome more of those. Um, maybe though, I don't know that like on a Saturday, it's not as fun. I think during the week though, but only because this is my job, I could do it a little bit more. Uh, it'd be fun to have something to look forward to that late at night. I I think we should just flip it the opposite way though. We need more early in the day games during the week because when, you know, you're somebody like me that's working from home, I sit around bored all the time, just staring at a six-month-old thing like, when are you going to do something that impresses me other than crying your eyes out? I want basketball games at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. We need more of those. So I don't care if it's, you know, Brett Yormark, who is trying to grow the game, you know, get get the Big 12 more publicity. I guarantee you, you get major publicity if you're playing games at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday because there's nobody else playing. People would watch that. People would show up. Of a great reason to skip going to work, but they still you still fill up your stadium. I'm not worried about that. So that's what I'm calling on Brett Yormark to do. Forget going to Mexico to play games. Forget taking media days to Las Vegas. Forget any of the dumb ideas that you have right now. Play games earlier in the day. That's what I want. I mean, I think K State has actually got mostly one o'clock tips the rest of these Saturdays. BYU's. I, of, I want it on Saturday. I'm talking. I want it on Tuesdays and Mondays and Wednesdays. Not going to happen. Do during the day. They want people at home to watch the games, so they air them at night. I I understand that. I'm not. I don't care about the logic behind this, Mitch. I'm just looking for what serves me best. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, by the way, uh, Big Monday, 
this week at Texas, 8 o'clock. A road trip to Lawrence Tuesday, March 5th, 8 o'clock. Uh, big Monday, uh, not really big Monday, but, uh, well, West Virginia's at 6 o'clock. That's more up your alley. All right, Mason, real quick, thoughts on TCU, thoughts on the game Saturday. I know you're not high on the Cats, but do you think they get it done in Bramwich Coliseum at 11 a.m.? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you really don't know with this team. They're kind of wild cards. They have won all their other home games outside of, you know, disasters against Nebraska and Oklahoma. Um, TCU played well this week against West Virginia, but they're pretty bad. The The issue for K-State is going to be is that TCU is really good at going up the floor. That was a struggle that K-State had when they faced TCU last year was they turned the ball over a lot. TCU ran well on them. I – I, I don't know. I'm optimistic that K-State can win because I'm not so down on them that I think they're not going to win any more games and that they can't beat these teams. But nothing surprises me with these guys. So I, I don't have loads of confidence in what they do. Uh, so I, I I would probably say TCU wins just because I think they're the better team now. And the only win that K-State has since they beat Oklahoma State at home uh, is against a flawed KU team that can't win a game on the road. All right, you're starting to cut out a little bit, Mason, so I'll let you go. Get back to uh, being a father. Uh, she's really chirping right now, so she's probably mocking you a little oh. bit. So we'll wrap it up, Mason. Thanks for stopping by for a few moments. She's, she's learning how to use her words too much. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you. John, like her old man. See you, Mason. <laughs> All right, that's Mason Vovimo, or K-State Online, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's take a break. I, I did want to squeeze in a little bit of Big 12 talk because if you didn't see on Tuesday, was it Tuesday? It was Monday. Getting my days mixed up. KU got absolutely smote by Texas Tech. Uh Absolutely crushed. It was a thing of beauty. And I know Kevin McCullough didn't play, but I mean, like, I don't even think him being out there on the floor (laughs) was going to make up all that difference. Ten ten three-pointers. I mean, seriously. Tech was shooting lights out in the first half, but I'm thinking, you know, KU's a couple of games back. I'm actually kind of leaning at them to being out of the Big 12 race Ooh. because of their struggles on the road in Big 12 play. Oh, we can maybe squeeze in a little bit of that info and uh, my thoughts on that when we come back. Plus, if there is any more updates out of Kansas City, we will make sure to bring those to you when we learn about them. There is another press conference scheduled for 5 o'clock from the Kansas City Police and if you if the word hasn't gotten to you yet, uh, after the Chiefs parade, right as it ended at the end of the celebration at Union Station, there were shots fired. One person has been killed. Ten to fifteen people are injured. And we plan to bring that press conference live at five o'clock or whenever it starts after five o'clock. More of the game coming up next on K-Man. It is our one of the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Go ahead, uh, Troy. Just to pass it along, the Chiefs have released a statement. It is, as you would expect it, very basic in regards to this, uh, but it is direct from the Chiefs. We are truly saddened by this senseless act of violence that occurred outside of Union Station at the conclusion of today's parade and rally. Our hearts go out to the victims, their families, and all of Kansas City. We are in close communication with the mayor's office as well as the KCPD, 
At this time, we have confirmed all of our players, coaches, staff, and families are safe and accounted for. We thank the local law enforcement officers and first responders who were on scene to assist. Okay, uh, Fox 4 out of Kansas City has been having wall-to-wall coverage ever since the, the parade began. Yeah. They have not interrupted their coverage, even of course, because of the, the, the shooting uh, that took place just outside Union Station. One person killed. And the last report is, they have a reporter right now from Children's Mercy. I don't know how far that is from Union Station. Um, but they say that right now they have 12 patients from yeah. the rally. Uh, currently being treated for their various injuries. So yeah, we're getting mixed reports because I have one from KMBC Matt Flenner on on X um, with an update from UH Truman Medical Center. Eight gunshot victims um, from Union Station. Two of those are victims are two of those victims are in critical condition. Also treating four others who have non gunshot. Okay, so that's twelve. So um, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, there's a uh, press conference scheduled to uh, come up at 5 o'clock is the scheduled start time. So that's 13 minutes from now from Kansas City Police. They tweeted that information out earlier in this hour, and we're going to do our absolute best to bring that to you uh, live right here on the game. Excuse me. All dealing with colds. Uh, Did want to squeeze in some Big 12 talk a little bit. Um, so, and this really started from Monday night. K-State doesn't play a midweek game. There were no games. There's no games today. So everybody that played midweek this week either played Monday for Big Monday or played yesterday. Well, KU played a game that you rarely see the Jayhawks play. And that is just get absolutely thumped. I mean, absolutely embarrassed. On the road, when they lost to Texas Tech, 79-50. to I mean, you're talking season numbers at the very worst. All year long, you'll look at Texas Tech and say that was the worst game that they have played all year long, and it's not even close. I mean, KU was 18% from three-point range. Texas Tech hit 10 of their 26 shots from three-point range. KU shot from the field just 32%, turned it over nine times, which is not a terrible number, but... They also don't offensive rebound very well. They had just four in the game. It was a bad game for KU. They did not have Kevin McCuller, and I understand that's an asterisk next to it. But he doesn't make up the 29 points. It's not that much of a difference. I don't think it's going to be that much of a difference of Texas Tech scoring 79, hitting 10 threes, and being lights out in the first half from three-point range. And KU did not look interested in the second half. They shot it so poorly. Plus, I think it exposed KU's depth a little bit. I mean, they really needed badly. KU did their depth to come through with some good play off the bench, and they still finished with seven points off the bench. Now, Nicholas Timberlake did start, and he kind of played with nothing to lose in that game, and he finished with 13 points, and he finally had a couple of threes. He was supposed to be this phenomenal shooter, and he has sucked all season long. (laughs) And then I look at a team like Iowa State. Iowa State this year is a mixture of transfers who have done a solid job, like, for instance, the leading scorer, Keyshawn Gilbert. He's averaging 14 points a game. True freshman off a very solid recruiting class for T.J. Otzelberger, 
Momchilovich, however you say his first name, Momchilovich is a harder name to pronounce, and I can roll it right off the tongue. That's how good he's been, averaging 12 points a game, and he's been a solid three-point shooter. He killed K-State there for a little while in the game in Ames, and he's shooting 40% right now from three-point range. So you have the true freshman there. And then, by the way, returners like Taman Lipsy, their point guard, who's one of the best in the Big 12, he's shooting 37% from three and 13 points per game from the senior. I think he's a senior, maybe a junior. I don't remember. But he's been really good, and he came back off an injury against K-State. He was limited. He didn't play extremely well. But Iowa State still had themselves a pretty good first half against K-State. Iowa State reminds me of the K-State women. They play average offense. They do have a couple of players that shoot it better from three-point range. They don't have like an Aoka Lee type of superstar. But what makes them really excel is their defense. And Iowa State is one is probably – I mean, they're in the argument with Houston of being the best defense in the Big 12. Houston, numbers-wise, is better. And a little bit better on offense as well. But I look at Iowa State, and I think now, as maybe this comes as a surprise that a team that was 500 last year in the Big 12 and snuck into the NCAA tournament – you're now looking at Iowa State as one of the favorites to win the conference. TJ has done a heck of a job at getting the defense that he wanted out of this team. And boy, was it on display last night. That was an unreal close to the first half that they put together Excuse last me. night. Taman Lindsay is a sophomore. Excuse me. I thought he'd been around for a couple of years. Um, but yes, you're right. It's been a nice mixture of transfer portal, returners, and a, and a strong freshman class that Iowa State's finding success. And just last night, they went into Cincinnati, and that's been a tough place to play. Mm-hmm. They came out of there with a very convincing victory. And why I also pointed Iowa State to be a, definitely a frontrunner to win the conference, and KU, to me, is not mm-hmm. anymore. I don't expect KU to win the Big 12 this year, is by their play on the road. Iowa State's playing better basketball on the road. They have won three of their last four road games in the conference. KU is one in five Oof. on the road. I don't think I've seen a KU team off to such a poor start away from Allen Fieldhouse. Not only that, but last night, Cincinnati was actually a home favorite. Iowa State was playing as a ranked underdog going into that game because of how well Cincinnati had been playing at home. Wow. And did what they did last night. Good basketball team. Very good basketball team. And Iowa State won Mm 68-59. They kept Cincinnati under 60 points. That's a sign of a pretty solid defense when you're holding conference opponents under 60. That and had built it to double digits by halftime just by taking care of the basketball themselves and getting turnovers. Well, I want to point out another thing. I mean, Houston is definitely in the conversation. I expect them to be certainly when it comes to the last weekend or whatever. Houston will have a shot at winning the Big 12 title. Watch out for Texas Tech. They are hanging around. Iowa State, though, I'm going to bring this, and I've mentioned this multiple times, so I'm sorry if I'm being too repetitive here, but Iowa State was very fortunate in their schedule that they do not have to play in a, or they do not have to play in Allen Fieldhouse. Right. They beat KU at home. They don't see them again in the regular season. Mm. That is huge for their schedule. Their, their last three road games at Houston, that'll be a really good game. Huge game. At UCF, I would imagine Iowa State will win that game, and then they come here for our senior day. Which has been bumped up to a 1 o'clock start because of how well they've been playing. Yeah. 
because we got moved from what ESPN U, I think it was, was original, and now and it's, it's going to be ESPN. ESPN two. It's ESPN an ESPN two, two game, okay. but it is at one o'clock. It was originally one thirty. So and then Iowa State's undefeated at home. I mean, depending on the K State game, I mean it feels like a toss up or it could be a toss up. Expecting to win at UCF. Houston, that'll be a tough one. But with the way Iowa State's playing right now, when they've I believe they've won six of the last seven, they seem to be at the top of the leaderboard, the toughest team to stop right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And that does come as a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. It'll really tell the story as they will host Texas Tech on Saturday. They play Monday night at Houston, and that's an ESPNU game. At six a o'clock. U game? At six o'clock. They didn't move that one. Oh, wow. Um that will really tell the story on that, that I mean that'll determine who the front runner is in the conference. That's gonna be the story. Hey, let's uh Note a couple of things here, because I know we're going to get closer to the top of the hour. Uh, now it is confirmed 12 at Children's Mercy. KCTV 5 is reporting that 11 of them are children, 9 with gunshot wounds. Albert Breer oh, wow. with the NFL Network is reporting that the Chiefs left the parade in buses and in shock. I'm told players were unbelievable, calling panicked kids. Blaine Gabbert, Trey Smith, Austin Ryder, Chris Oladukun specifically. Smith went to one upset kid, giving him the WWE title belt that they were utilizing as part of the celebration and sat with that kid until he was able to calm him down. Wow. Here in about five minutes, we expect a, a press conference. From the Kansas City Police, again, a shooting taking place earlier today at the end of the Chiefs um, parade and victory celebration of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58 in Vegas at Union Station in downtown Kansas City. We are expecting a press conference. We hope to bring it to you live. Schedule to start at 5 o'clock. Most likely we'll start a little bit late, but when it does start, we'll break in and bring it to you. We do have to wrap up our one of the game. And coming up in hour number two, again, the press conference. Um, K-State women's basketball in action tonight against Iowa State. And, guys, this is the game I had circled on the calendar for a certain somebody to hopefully make their return. We'll talk about it. Fingers crossed. I know she's there. I know she did shoot around earlier today. Oh. Oh. Just in case anybody put a video out and she was shooting around. (laughs) (laughs) Hour to the game. Coming up next.